episode 48. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with... Antoinette Allen. We're Real Church Matters, where we talk real church matters because real church matters. How you doing, Antoinette? Pretty good. Doing good? I'm doing great. I'm ready to get into it. I'm ready to tear into this. It's just, it's so much going on. And what better way to deal with what's going on than to show them what's really going on. It's getting that work. All right. First, housekeeping. Hit it. Uh, if you would like to check out any of our old uh, podcasts. Or, or current ones. Or current ones. You can go to realchurchmatters.com. Um, make sure you like us, subscribe, all of that. Um, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those. Facebook, you can just fb.me forward slash Real Church Matters. Twitter, you can do uh, twitter.com forward slash Real Church Matters, but take the A and the E out of Matters. And uh, of course, Instagram is just Real Church Matters. Yep. And if you would like to donate to us, um, you could go to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Real Church Matters. You can donate as little as a dollar per month. Um, every little bit counts. Absolutely does. And if you do donate, you get access to our extended cut called A Little More Matters, where we talk a little bit more about the topic that we discuss. And we will be more diligent to make sure that we do a little more matters every week a little more <laughs> a little more <laughs> so every week and we have some other things that we have in store to, to give to those people that give uh, shout outs to uh, Chastity to Tarsha to the Spicer family to the Savoy family to nah, those the top top those ones just, I can't think of anybody and to anybody else who says, you know what, I want to give, I want to help, I want to contribute in some way, support in some way, we appreciate you. Uh, go do likewise. Yes, if you would like to check out any of my old blogs from last year, um, you could go to likewiselife.com. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at go do likewise. She shares a lot of great information, guys. Continue to encourage her so that we can continue to do this. There's a lot of things on the plate, on the table, on the horizon. And we want to make sure that we rise to the occasion because I got some things that uh, I got going on, too. And I want to make sure that we share those this year. I want to talk about it this year. Be about it. I want to be about it this year. But that's it for the housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Last week's episode was interesting. It was very um, off script. <laughs> it was very off script. And I appreciate everybody that listened and shared uh, how it impacted them and helped them. But we back on script this week. And this week, I want to talk to each and every person and let you know in episode 48. Obedience. That if it's going to work out, it's going to be because you work out. Obedience over audience. Or you were segueing to it. <laughs> no, I forgot. <laughs> so let us remember, it's obedience over audience. And since it is, I see it. <laughs> I messed up the flow. Uh, yeah, I'm no, sorry. No, it's all good. You go ahead and say it. It's obedience over audience. But since we have an audience, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Amen. So episode 48, we're working things out this week. We want to help work things out. And so the first thing I wanted to make sure that I, I get an understanding of, and I want everybody to get an understanding of, is that a lot of times, Antoinette, you know and I know that we're trying to work things out in our lives. Right? Mm-hmm. Always working something out. Always trying to get something to, to work. That's how all of us are. Mm-hmm. But th- this week I realized something. I realized that all that effort I'm putting to try to work things out, I'm not putting that same effort towards the only thing I'm supposed to work out, which is my salvation. Yeah. It's, it's we Like you said, we do put a lot of energy into, you know, trying to take care of ourselves, trying to make sure— we, you know, get out of situations and stuff like that instead of focusing on what really matters. What really matters. You, you'll look at the bills on the table and be like, how am I going to work this out? Or you look at your situations with relationships and say, I don't think this is going to work out. Mm-hmm. How would you know? Because the only thing you're trying to work out is those things instead of as Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 says, what does it say? Work out your own 
salvation and fear and trembling. Mm -hmm. To be better about it, go ahead and read verse 12 in full. Uh, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now not as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So he's writing to the Philippians and he's asking them that you guys always obey me. Pretty cool people. Mm -hmm. He says, now, much more in my absence than even when I'm present, I need you to do one thing for me. Work out out your salvation. and fear and trembling. Mm-hmm. If we did that, Antoinette, if we worked out our salvation, we would be better people. Yeah. I even think about how much we analyze stuff in our lives, like how we were talking about those bills or or even your future and how you want to have purpose. Like we analyze how we're going to get to these places, but we don't do that same analyzation, what if that's even a word, with our own faith. Like we don't try to figure out how, how do I grow in Christ? How do I get to the next step? Right. And so one of the things I like when I talk to you is that you're not going to let me just say, work out your salvation. Nah, I need to know what that means. <laughs> you need to know what that means. <laughs> so what working out our salvation means is that we should be doing the real work, the work that yields results. Mm-hmm. And some people say, well, no, I need to work on this, and I don't make this situation better. I challenge you. A lot of times we're doing things that only fix the problem temporarily. Yes. A lot of times we'll put effort and money towards things that only fix the problem for a time. But if you do it this way, what happens is it works. Yes. It yields a result. When it says work out, it comes from a Greek word that means to affect by labor, to bring about, to do something or to do that from which something results. Mm-hmm. He's saying that what I'm asking y'all to do is to do something that proves itself. A lot of y'all are doing things, but you have nothing to show for it. It's true. You are, you, you, let's say you got a relationship and the relationship ain't working out. And you're like, I tried everything. I'm, I try to make sure I cook dinner, put it on the table. I even bought me a little teddy. I put it, you know, I got the black lacy thing. I make <laughs> sure we go out. I make sure we go in. I make sure we do everything. And it's still not working. Mm-hmm. He's still not happy. So I'm still not happy because you've put effort towards everything but you. Yep. Everything but the greatest part of you. Which, Which is, is your soul. Your soul. Mm-hmm. So Philippians one twenty two says, if I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Mm. Paul said, if I'm going to do this thing, living in the flesh, pinch yourself. <laughs> this is all flesh. Some of us got more flesh than others. But if, if we're alive, if I'm going to be alive, let it be for a fruitful yes. living. And I love that word fruitful because fruitful, when you think of fruit, you think of seeds. Because in order for something to be a fruit, it has to have a seed. So it continues, like how we were saying, it's not just temporary. It's, it has a, a a more like multiply effect. Has a multiplied effect in the lives of everybody around us. That's what fruitful living is. I know what you mean. Yeah. You're saying, what well, if I'm a live, I want to make sure that everything I do not only blesses me, but blesses those around me. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure everything I do brings life. Yes. Let my living bring life. Yeah. That's what fruit does. As you eat the fruit, you can literally throw the apple core on the ground. It's okay. That's not littering. You want to know why? Because on that apple core holds the seed to another apple. Yes. Yeah. One day somebody's going to look at you in the grave and they're going to see nothing but an apple core. That's right. Not realizing you are something greater to something else happening Mm -hmm. when we live beyond ourselves. Yes. That's real work. Guys. Let's turn within ourselves today. Mm-hmm. I wanted to start this off by making sure you understand what the real work is, is looking inside. Yes. And what inside? Well, that's where John's chapter 6 comes in. He says, do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, yes. which the Son of Man will give you. And these people said, well, what, what, what should we do? How do we do these works of God? That's what y'all asking. How do I work out my soul salvation? He says, simple. 
the work of God is, or right now what I'm saying, the work of salvation is that you believe in whom he has sent. Yes. What's the work of salvation? It's the work believe. of God. Mm-hmm. What's the work of God? The work of faith. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. I'll say it one more time. <laughs> Even though people can rewind, I'm going to rewind it for you. What's the work of salvation? It's the work of God. What's the work of God? It's the work of faith. Yes. A lot of people, you know, they're, they're in tough situations. I remember being in my 20s and I wanted to get a job and I thought getting a job would fix it. And I thought that having a career would fix it. Man, all those things I got and then realized I still didn't have something. Mm-hmm. All the things I needed to work out worked out, but I still didn't feel like things were working out. Because I wasn't working out my faith. Mm-hmm. I, did, I was trying to use faith to get things, but the things that I was trying to use my faith to get didn't help me live. Mm-hmm. My faith is to live. Yeah, because when the Bible talks about that, he, he always talks about wholeness, like bringing everything full circle. And that's what it does when you're focused on building your faith Everything he talks about the abundance of life. That's what he's talking about. Things that endure. My faith is for the things that endure. Mm-hmm. If y'all using your faith for money you gonna not even have next year, yep. that's not faith. If you're using your faith for a person who will eventually die, yep. that's not faith. Some of y'all using your faith for a person, but a specific person. How could that faith be used for that if the Faith that you use to get that specific person, that person don't stay that specific thing. No, they don't. You like you believe in God for a man with a six pack, he ain't gonna always have that six pack. <laughs> <laughs> Even when you think about your future, though, a lot of people have faith in in their future and these type of people they want to become, and that future might not even <laughs> come to pass. Like you could die tomorrow. Like you don't. You don't know. You just don't. You don't know. You need to use your faith for what endures. Something that's assured. Something that's real. Something that's going to take you not to the grave, but to eternity. Mm -hmm. Y'all, all all of y'all, I mean, I'm saying all of y'all, all of us Us, constantly are seeking things that can only take us to the grave. That's it. Dead things. Even if they living right now, they got an expiration date. Stop buying things, seeking things that have an expiration date. We need non-perishable goods in our hearts. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know, I know you would love this and you would love that. But guess what? Those things, they don't, it, it, it can't hold you. And that's what we're doing. The works of God take us to another place. That place is the work of faith. The work of faith, 1 Thessalonians 1 and 3 says, Remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. That's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. If you're really trying to fix your relationship, you'll fix your faith. That's right. If, you, if you're really trying to fix your life, you'll fix your faith. Because most of this work that we're talking about, it, it creates like a mirror and it causes you to look into your heart and it shows you how to change things so you can perceive things different. And it just, it changes your life. Yeah. People talk about life change, well, the name of our church is Life Change of Faith, but that's how it, it changes everything. Through faith. Mm-hmm. It's the key to it. So that's why we want to let y'all know it's not working out because you're always working. What are you doing? You're always working. Always. Working on what? The things you ain't supposed to be working on. Yes. Y'all, y'all know people like that. We you work like, hard. You're like, <laughs> you need to rest, girl. You need to rest. You got a lot of things going on. You just need to rest. And she's like, I know, right? And God is like, you need to stop. Yeah. You don't need to rest. Because that stop. means you might pick it up. You need to stop. <laughs> you need to stop what you're doing. And you need to focus on what matters. I need your energy over here. Yes. She's she steady trying to please a man. And all she got to do is work on her faith. That's right. Steady trying to, we, 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 this is what we do. We go to spas. We go to a gym trying to work our the issues of our minds out. Yeah. Instead of understanding, you need to go in 
and work that faith. Yeah, that's why I love the word misallocated because it's like we misallocate that Amen. energy. We have that Amen. energy, but we use it for the wrong thing. That's it. If you're if you're in a position right now, and I know so many people who are stuck in a rut, and that's why I'm real passionate about that. And that's why I'm excited and I forgot to do our catchphrase and stuff because it, guess what, Antoinette? We know too many people who keep fussing and saying, well, if you know so much, give me the answer. And when you tell them what it is, they don't think it works. Yeah. It's almost so simple that it, it conf- I know it's a scripture that goes with that, but it confounds them because it's just, it don't sound like it's something that it can't be that. It can't, can't just be. be that. Can't be. You have to work out your salvation. He says, come unto me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. God, he wants to take away your labor. Yes. He wants to take you out of laboring. He says your your labor has you heavy laden. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're working hard, but he's like, no. By the time you come home, you're stressed. Yes. Because not just, we, we don't even realize, we're not stressed at the end of the day because we're exerting things. No, physically. people sit at a desk all day and will come home and talk about how tired they are. You are <laughs> exhausted because you are trying to work things in your mind. Yes. You are trying to make yourself happy. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine trying to make yourself happy with temporary things? Yeah. And that's not even mentioning people that got kids and a husband. You trying to make all these people happy, and yeah. it's exhausting. Trying to trying to make yourself happy, trying to pump yourself up. I, I noticed something. Mm-hmm. I, I noticed that people are constantly looking for motivation. Yes. Constantly looking for something to get them up in the morning. Yeah. Constantly looking for something to get them excited about their marriage, get them excited about their job, get them excited about living. That's yeah, why people just, love the new year because I feel like that's that fresh start that everybody loves, yeah. like that jump start. It, everybody needs something. It, 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 you know, you'll see people say, you know what, I was complaining this morning, but then I thought I could be homeless. I understand. You got to do all of that. If you got to do all of that just to get your head in the game, then you really are missing the point and you're not working on what lasts. Mm-hmm. You're trying to use temporary things to put you in a place that doesn't hold you. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't hold you, you're going to constantly have to do it. And if you constantly have to do it, then you're laboring and you're heavy laden. Yeah. Another thing I was thinking about heavy laden when I was sharing this with my roommate is just about how like like the weight of this world and life alone like is too much for us. That's why he said he called he said we're heavy laden cuz it's just too heavy. It's too much. We can't we can't do this by ourselves. So you know what we need to do? We need to tell our roommates, our family members, our friends, our family, our our work work partners, all of that. We need to tell our podcast partners, give it a rest. <laughs> our podcast partners. <laughs> give it a rest. Yeah. Give it a rest. Hebrews 4. 10 through 11 says, for whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Mm-hmm. Now, I know y'all been working, but he said, now you entered into God's rest. How do you enter into God's rest? Through salvation. That's why he told you, work on your salvation. You working on your salvation enters you into God's rest. Yes. Now I can rest. Mm-hmm. I've never slept better. Yes. I'm telling you, it's a lot of stuff going on around me. I'm so at peace right now. I'm at peace because guess what? I entered into God's rest. Yes. You know, you can walk in a room and it feels tense. Every room I walk into, I'm also walking into God's rest. Mm. I'm at peace. Yeah. Why am I at peace? Not because there's not problems, but because I know they're not my problems. Yes. Now, when I see a situation, I'm like, God, It's almost exciting because like how even Paul was saying, like, you know, he, it's an opportunity for him to deliver you and to show yeah. you his power. I'm resting from my works. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we did so much. He said, take my advice. He said, on the seventh day, I rested. Yeah. On the Sabbath, I rested. We are living in the Sabbath day. 
we're not waiting for Sunday. We are Sunday. Mm-hmm. We are living in the Sabbath day. You rest. Yeah. Rest in God's word. You can't rest in his word if you ain't working out that faith. That's right. It's hard for you to rest when you're restless. Restless people. It's no telling them to rest in God's word because their mind's always going. Yeah. The work of faith is calming the mind to lay on God's word. Mm-hmm. We got to look at God's word as a, 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 a bed. And that mind, you know how people tell you, like, my mind always going. That's not cute. It's not, I'm it's a not old, good. I'm an overthinker. <laughs> I think a lot. You know, I'm I'm real analytical. <laughs> I know it's it's cute. It sound cute. Mm-hmm. It's funny the people that say analytical that they overly analytical. Spell it. <laughs> <laughs> Not just, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Not just that. You not even thoroughly analyzed. No. No. It's you you still miss it. You it's situations miss. in their life where you be like that. The analyzation process that you're doing, Something was- something's wrong because you're missing the big picture. <laughs> I'm real over-analytical. No, you're paranoid yeah. and insecure. Yeah. There's a difference. But either way, you're working too hard. Yeah. Give it a rest. When y'all hear people complaining and you hear people bellyaching, tell them, give it a rest. Mm-hmm. What you mean, give it a rest? This ain't nothing to lay down about. Yes, it is. Give it, yeah, yeah. Have a good night sleep on us. <laughs> Y'all need to chill. You, you you tell people this and they don't understand. They be like, it, you, it's easy for you to say because it's not your life. It's, it should say. be easy for you to say because it's not your life. Yes. It's not your life. It's not yours to stress it's about. It's not yours no more. Yeah. You've been bought with a price. Mm-hmm. You should. God should be saying... Easy for you to say, <laughs> it ain't your life no more. <laughs> it's all on me, mm-hmm. but I got it. That's the way we have to be. Mm-hmm. He said, just like God, let us therefore, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11, let us therefore what, Antoinette? Strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. Strive. Mm. What does it mean to strive? What does that word mean? When we look at the word strive. He's telling us what? He's telling us that we are making great efforts to achieve or obtain something. Mm -hmm. Have you put great effort towards rest? Mm -hmm. Or have you lost rest because of your great effort? Mm -hmm. Yep. Which one? Because the believer is working smarter because while you working hard, to stay up, we working hard to stay down. Yes. We, we, you like, what's going on over there? What you doing? You know how when you're trying to get comfortable, you start beating at your pillow? And mm-hmm. get, what you doing? While I'm buying nice pillows to rest on, what's my pillow? While I'm reading scriptures, while I'm studying the word. Why? Because yeah. I want a nice, comfortable place to rest. Yeah. Some of y'all. Oh, I got y'all. Some of y'all, look, 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 look. some of y'all can't rest because the bed of word you're trying to rest on is too thin. Yeah, you need more word. Mm. You study more. Come on, your your word should be like the sleep number bed at this point. <laughs> y'all should be getting getting that tempurpedic, orthopedic, posturepedic rest. That's true. I was thinking about how like. People will hear this and be like, I don't have time for that, though. Like, I just don't I don't have time for that. But I feel like when I actually applied this type of, you know, doing, I realized like God will he 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 changes your time. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but like you'll feel like you don't have time for stuff. But when you invest in it, like reading your word and even listening to the podcast and stuff like that, like other things in your life be, just become so simple. Because like, that's what I'm doing. People it it like, just does. You tell people, hey, stop texting him. Stop calling him. So what am I supposed to do? Just <laughs> let this all fall apart? Yeah. <laughs> what am I supposed to do instead? You, you, you should rest. Yeah. That's why we tell people to pray. I'm not telling you to pray because prayer is going to fix it. I'm telling you to pray 
Because prayer is going to fix you. Yes. And yep. in the process of fixing you, yes. you begin to open up where God can fix it. Mm-hmm. He can't work in your life if you don't work out who he is. In, in your, your life. life. I knew you were you <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, let me tell you one more time. He can't work in your life until you work out who he is in your life. It's true. We don't record this because we love hearing our voices. Both of us have problems with our personal voices for different reasons. I'm telling you, I don't like my voice because it's not bassy enough. <laughs> if I talk long enough, it starts getting all dry and crackly. It's not the most interesting voice to hear. But I'm going to speak because I got something I think can help somebody. Mm-hmm. I think at least one person going to hear this. And it'll stop them from going to the edge of insanity. It'll stop them from being depressed and suicidal. You are depressed and oppressed and a mess because you have yet to work on your growth, your salvation. Just give it a rest. And how we do this has to be in fear and trembling. Working out this salvation, which is work of God. and That's the work of faith. And he said, with fear and trembling, because how we attack this or approach this changes Mm -hmm. what the outcome is. What is he saying? Take this seriously. Take it seriously. Honor and reverence what this is. Understand what this is. Yeah, It's like when you treat something like you know it works. It's a different, it has a different vibe to it, like. I can't think of an example. No, no, no. I I, I got an example for you. So in Mark chapter 5, verse 32 through 34, the woman who touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And in verse 32, he said, and he looked around to see who had done it. Mm -hmm. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. Mm. So she approached him. In a certain way, with a boldness to go grab him. Right. But as soon as she was healed when she grabbed him, changed something. Yeah. All of a sudden, she had fear. All of a sudden, she was trembling. All of a sudden, she knew this ain't a regular thing. Mm -hmm. See, when we work out stuff, we just half the time, we just doing it. But we don't really know the power of it. Mm. We don't know it works. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you know something works, then you can approach it the right way. Mm-hmm. She, it changed. Like It was one thing when she touched him and needing help because she was like, this man got some answers for me. But when she found out the man with answers was really something else, <laughs> he didn't just have answers. He healed me. Yeah. It changed her perspective. But I feel like with what we're talking about, believers will, if we were the woman, because she was had the issue of blood, I feel like we would be somewhere in the corner trying to figure out how to, you know, seeing doctors and all this stuff, trying to figure out how we're going to make it work That's instead of, did. yeah. She, oh, before. Years yeah. and years of seeing doctors. Right. Nobody could fix it. But that's how we do. We overwork stuff and not do the real work. All it took is working her faith. Right. Working out her faith, reaching out to a different place. With boldness. With boldness. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, seeing what it truly is, it creates this reverence and this fear, this trembling Mm -hmm. in us. And that's the way we have to be. We need to work out our salvation with this trembling to know that there's something great here. This is a powerful thing Mm -hmm. that can change my life. Yes. It can change my life. When I go to reach and touch Jesus, I'm going to be healed. And when he shows me what that healing is, it's going to blow my mind. (laughs) We're not getting there, though. Mm -hmm. We're not getting there. We're just full of anxiety and fear. We ain't full of fear and trembling. Yeah, because we don't trust that it works. We're like, maybe it will. Not sure. I've seen it work for my mom, but I don't know if it'll work for me. Like. You, you want to know before you go, but faith precedes fear. It does. Faith precedes honor mm-hmm. is what we're saying. Faith precedes respect. 
you need to go out on a limb and then realize this limb is something to behold. Yeah. I need y'all to do that. We have to do that. It's like going somewhere and you was like, I, I guess I'll go. But to realize that it was a, the best experience you ever had. Yeah. That, that's what this is. It's, it's enough of working on things where you already know how it's going to turn out. You got you got a bill that you need paid, so you go work extra hours and you pay the bill. Big whoop. <laughs> but what happens when you go to God? Yes, he does something more than just pay the bill. He does something you never expected. I don't know what that is. You're like what? Somebody <laughs> leaning for like what he do? That's the thing. That's the awesome thing. Yes. We don't know what he's gonna do, no. but whatever he does is it's better forever. than what. You yes. could do because it endures. Whatever he does will 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 show in every other aspect of your life, Amen. not just one situation. Whatever you doing to try to keep your spouse pales in comparison to what God can do if you went to Him. Mm. Wholeness. Whatever you trying to do with your life, as far as career and purpose and dreams, pales in comparison to what will happen when you stop trying to grind and start working out your salvation. Come on, as people that, hey, sleep is the cousin of death. They they up all night. They like. I sleep when I die. I sleep when I'm dead. Y'all, come on, stop that. You don't have to do all of this. Mm-mm. Some of y'all right now putting in an application to go to school just off the sheer fact that you feel like that's the only way to get something or to do something. And it's not. No, it's not. The only way you need to go is through faith. Once you do that, God's going to start to work in you. It's true. Both to will and to do. Both to will and to do. And that's the next part of it. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, he says, For it is God who what? Works in you. Both to do what? Will and to work for his good pleasure. Both to will and to work for his good pleasure. A lot of times... You As a Christian, you're thinking in your head like, you know, I, I got to do this to please God or I got to think this way to please God. Not, you, you focus too much on all of the things that you can't control. Because if you could get your life together, you'd have you got it together. You would have done it, yeah. If you could will yourself to be right, you would have did it already. Mm-hmm. If you could have the discipline that helps save your marriage or help save your life, or help build your career or your purpose. If you could have the power and the willpower to put the drugs down or the alcohol down or to stop being so impulsive or to stop being depressed. If you had that in you, you would have been done. You would have been done it. But you don't. And instead of just sitting around and saying, this is just me, it's no it's no use. Understand what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to open your heart to God through the work of salvation so he can work in you both to will and to do. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I, my life changed, it wasn't because I changed my life. It's because I changed my faith. Yes. When my life changed, it was because I changed what I believed in. <laughs> Yes, and it, it's it's interesting the way you're putting it because it's like we, when you changed what you were focused on, like when you were in that position before, you were focused on all these little aspects of your life and it still couldn't do, you couldn't do anything about it. Just the crazy thing. Even as people, when things go wrong, we even think we know why they went wrong. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Man, what were you regretting? I regret that I ever met her. Is that the problem? Is that really the problem? Yeah. Is that? Because if it's not her, then it's another her. (laughs) And if it's not her, then it's another her. Because there's a problem. It's not her. It's you. You. It's always you. It's always you. I I should tell myself in the morning every day. We should all tell ourselves. Whatever situation we're in, it's always something in ourselves that we have to fix. That's the whole thing that's very tenuous about this hashtag Me Too culture. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, there is a victim. Yes, there is a predator. But guess what? The predator doesn't have a prey 
if the prey would have prayed. That's true. I know. I know. I hear it. It's okay. <laughs> but if you had a different perspective of life, you would not have made the decisions you made. To even be in those to positions. To even be in those positions. Mm-hmm. If I had a daughter, I would want her to be confident and strong. But I know that confidence and that strength does not lie in her. It lies in God. Yes. It doesn't. If I had a son, I would want him to be confident and strong. I would want him to be able to move in this world with no fear or anxiety. I would want him to be able to be respectful and yet powerful to any authority. Yeah, and even people, because there's some people beyond the Me Too thing who have experienced that stuff even as children and stuff. But when you apply what we're talking about, it changes the way you even look at those experiences. He changes that pain, that suffering to purpose and power. To even so you can un- talk to other girls and to even so they don't uh, end up in those situations. To even understanding and allowing you to no longer give power to the past. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Because I'm going to tell you something. I'm, I'm very intimately aware with abuse. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that. But one thing I learned is nobody touching me right now. Nobody's abusing me right now. Right. No one's cursing me right now. When did that happen? In the past. Happened then. Mm-hmm. I am I because of what God does to my life. I am no longer attached to then. Yes. I'm able to live in now. Mm-hmm. Does that take away what someone did? No. It just takes it away from me. <laughs> Yeah, a big word I've been thinking about with this lesson is repurpose. Like everything about God, He repurposes stuff. Yeah, people be thinking that you're trying to minimize what they went through. No. Yes. Well, I yeah. Am. Yeah. <laughs> I trust you. I trust yeah. you. Yeah, I am. I'm trying to minimize what you went through because what you went through is now not allowing you to go through. Yes. It's not yeah. because you won't let it. It's small. Because you minimize it to maximize God. You got to minimize those situations to maximize. Objects appear closer than they are. Mm -hmm. Because we got to be careful. These things need to be in our rear view. That's right. Which means they need to be getting smaller Smaller and smaller. smaller. If it's still big, that's because you're still near it. And if you're still near it, and I know some people be like, well, how can you be near something that happened so long ago? Because even though your body's in 2018, your mind can go anywhere it wants yes. to. It's time machines. Our brains are like time machines. I know 40-year-old women who still 17. Yep. Yeah. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. <laughs> I work in faith. God works in me. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. I work my faith. It opens up the area for God to work in me. Yep. And what is he working? He changing my will. (laughs) Now, all of a sudden, I got willpower because I've been powered by his will. Mm. Yep. The way I like to think of it is like, it's almost like when you get a new job, like you don't wear your old uniform no more. You don't go to the same place anymore. When you begin to work for your faith, it's a whole new job description. Like whole new thing. It's a whole new thing. It's quitting time. It's time for y'all to quit. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to work another job. You need to apply to work the work of faith. <laughs> Not this other stuff. We so busy bodies. We so restless. You tell a person to sit still. They can't sit still. It's not because you just, I, mean, I was always an active kid. No, it ain't because of that. <laughs> you can't sit man. still because when you sit still, you realize what's playing. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you put on headphones, you can't hear what's going on. Sometimes you got to take your headphones off and be like, whoa, I didn't even hear a baby crying. 
So a lot of y'all, y'all put on the headphones of distraction. And it's only easier now with phones and all this stuff. All you of got it is a distraction. distraction. All of it is a distraction from the work that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Once you stop for a second, you realize there's some a baby that needs to be tended to. Yep. Now all of a sudden you can hear the, the darkest, deepest parts of you crying out. Yep. And you hate it. So what we do? Drink. Pick your poison. Who do you think they taking lean for? Yeah. We <laughs> they on. not trying to lean on the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be bashful about it. Don't be bashful. It was funnier than it was. It just felt corny. But. <laughs> that, that, corny is good. Everything I say sound corny. I like that. <laughs> she said they taking lean because they ain't leaning on the Lord. <laughs> Look, Philippians 1.6 says. And I am sure of this, that he who has begun a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of what? Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. He He's the one doing this. You know, people be like, you know, I got to get myself together if I'm going to go to heaven. You don't have to get yourself together. You need to get your faith together. Mm-hmm. God will get you together. Get your faith together. Mm-hmm. People, pe- When people come to me and they're like, I'm just in a bad place right now. What do you mean? When they're if they explain to me that they're talking about how they think, then I gotta talk to them about them. Mm-hmm. But if you dare complaining to me about things that they're doing, that's a different person. Mm-hmm. And so I have to talk to that person and let them know. Don't worry about what you're doing right now. You need to worry about how you're thinking. Yep. Everybody needs to be worrying about how they're thinking. That's the fight of faith. Don't worry about what you're doing. Even if you you might be listening to this and, and you got a cigarette in your hand right now. Finish it out. Keep smoking. Go buy another pack if you feel like it. But what you need to be doing... It's thinking about what you're doing. It's thinking about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Thinking about whether you believe in God. Fighting that fight of faith. Working out your salvation. Working out what God means to you. Who is he? What does he mean to you? I wish it was taught like this when I was younger because it, it helps you understand that it's not just about, you know, sinning, not sinning and all that stuff. That's the that work that we're overworking. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about what you're doing and why you're doing it, all that stuff changes anyway. Like So so I have to, just like we did the first part, I had to explain what the work of salvation is, mm-hmm. which is the work of what? Faith. Now I need to explain if we know what we're doing, and what we're supposed to be working on and what that looks like. Mm-hmm. What does God work look like? It looks That's like That's the this. part everybody like. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 6, verse 4 through 9 says, For it is impossible in the case of those who have once been what? Enlightened. Enlightened. Let's stop right there. What God's work is, is the work of enlightenment. Yes. We do the work of faith. He comes and enlightens us. What does it mean to be enlightened? Simple. Enlightened means to have or to show another outlook. Yes. Another way to see things. It also means to be informed. Mm-hmm. Oh, what happens when you do things and you're well informed? Yes. See, a lot of y'all are doing things but you're not well-informed about those things. This is this is the reason adults talk to young people and say, you don't need to jump into sex yet. Why? Why are we telling them that? Because we don't want them to do something without being well-informed. Yes. Now, all of a sudden, you don't realize as adults, you're still doing things without being well-informed. Informed. Even we, as an adult and all on. your great experience and wisdom. <laughs> So you get married without being well-informed. Yes. You seek careers without being well-informed. Yes. There are people who want to be certain things, and you haven't even talked to a person who is it. It's true. Oh, I, as somebody I'm, I know right now, I want to be an actress. Have you talked to an actress? <laughs> no, I just know I want to be an actress. This is what I always wanted to do. Google not going to enlighten you how God will. So you don't know what it is. You haven't been informed in it totally. But you still want to be it? You're not well-informed about love. Let's take this to the word. You're not well-informed about what it means to love, but you say you love somebody? Yeah. 
You're not well informed about peace, but you say you seeking peace. Where you, that's why you seeking it at a spa. <laughs> you ain't you're you're misinformed. Misinformed. Yep. They should be telling you like we what we provide here is warm massages. What we provide here is pedicures and manicures, but what we don't provide here is peace for your soul. No. <laughs> You've been misinformed. Mm-hmm. You've been misinformed. It's like too many people who are not enlightened. They are not informed. Yes. So they do things with misinformation. That's true. God's coming in to work in us. What is he working? He is enlightening us. He is downloading information to us. Yes. He gives us understanding. And that goes with how we were talking about how sometimes you, when you, you're prayerful, you, God puts you in a new space, not necessarily a new place. Like you could end up still being out there doing all this work, still end up being in the same place, but the way you see it but you're, changes. You're and informed it cha- now. Yeah. You're enlightened. Yeah. Now I know. Yeah. That's all this is. He said, what, it's impossible for you to be enlightened having taste the heavenly gift of what was the heavenly gift? Salvation. Mm-hmm. And have shared in the Holy Spirit the gift of salvation and have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the age to come. That's where reading the word comes in. Yes. That's where coming to church comes in. These things are what God is doing. He gave his word. Why? Because he wants to work it in you. He does miracles, the powers of the age to come, because he's working in you. Mm-hmm. There's certain miracles that I've witnessed of others or I've witnessed in my life that helped to change my outlook. Mm-hmm. What did he do to the woman when she touched him and his garment? She knew enough to come to him, but she didn't know all of this. (laughs) Once she understood, she was well informed. And it changed how she approached him. A lot of y'all are praying to God. And the reason he not hearing it is not because you sinning. It's because you misinformed. Mm -hmm. Bible even says that. He says some of y'all pray, but you don't get what you pray for because you ask amiss. Mm -hmm. That means you ask with misinformation. Mm -hmm. Look at this. He says, and then have fallen away to restore them again to repentance since they are crucifying once again the Son of God. Let's skip down to seven. He says, for the land that has drunk the rain that often falls on it and produces a crop useful to those for whose sake it is cultivated receives a blessing from God. This scripture says, he says, look at yourself as land. He said, when the work of God is rain. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us have had rain on us. He said, but if that rain doesn't produce a fruit, mm-hmm. it's not the work. Mm-hmm. It's not the work. There's a lot of people in here who waterproof. Why are they waterproof? Because they haven't opened themselves up through the work of faith. Mm-hmm. It's just running right off. <laughs> you come in here with a raincoat and God want to rain on you. Why? Why? That raincoat is your doubt because you ain't working the work of faith. You're mm-hmm. not take, taking off the things that prevent me from believing in the big God who got big words that he can back up those big words with. Mm-hmm. That's what we're not doing. And so we're always in a place where we're like this. He says, but if you bear thorns and thistles, it is worthless and near to being cursed. He says, though we speak in this way, yet in your case, beloved, we feel sure of better things, things that belong to salvation. Mm. Do you have the things that belong to salvation? Mm. Do you have the belongings of salvation? There's some things that are attached to salvation. Those things like peace, joy, love, they're yours if you actually allow the better things of salvation to be produced in your life through the work of God. Through the work of God. Your will and your work is based on who you let work. Mm. Now, there's another part to this. If you're not working out your faith, the thing that's working in you is your flesh. And it it works. (laughs) And it works. Luke 6, 43 through 45 says, For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good good fruit. fruit. Mm Mm-hmm. 
For each tree is known by its what? Fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces what? Good. good. The evil person out of the evil treasure of his heart produces what? Evil. Evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What are we saying? Every situation you're going through ain't working out because of what you're letting work out in you. Sorry. Your finances ain't working out because of what you let work out in you. Somebody hit me the other day. Said, I don't have no money. I don't have enough money to get nothing to eat. What you trying to eat? I'm trying to go to this place. Well, that's pretty expensive. <laughs> that's probably why you don't have no money to eat. Mm-hmm. Because you had enough for yesterday, but didn't think about today. That's when you let your flesh work in you. Because your, your flesh, flesh only knows how to satisfy for <laughs> right now. It only knows right now. Mm-hmm. How do we know? Galatians 5, 19 through 21 lets us know the works of the flesh are evident. Mm-hmm. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. He said things like these. We know the things like these. Yeah. I know y'all know these things, but you also know the things like these. Right. Like not having no money is more an indication of what's working in you than you think. It is. Your relationship and your marriage sh- struggling is more an indication of what's working in you than what's working in the other person. It's true. Come on now. The fact that you 30-something and everything you tried to start, you quit and you ain't finished college. You ain't even able to hold a decent job. You working at Chipotle. And that's no knock to people. What I'm telling you is there's a way out. And the way out is you got to work God in. God don't care about where I work at. He, He don't. He don't care where you work at. He cared that where you, you work working? at is not what he wanted for you. Mm-hmm. It puts you in a bad place. Right. It puts you in a disadvantage. Or how we talked about earlier with that whole being enlightened. If you in those situations, but you're not like enlightened in them, like it's not. That's not where he wants Half you to the be. the time, that's what it, that's what we're dealing with. We're yeah. dealing with ignorance. We're dealing with ignorance. You hear people say like, you know, I would have did college, but college really wasn't for me. You talking out of ignorance. Yeah. Because how you know what's for you? You just go based on what other people say. Just going say. based on, so maybe you was doing your homework one day. Your, School not for me. Your, your father <laughs> called you stupid. Or maybe every time you got your report card, all you had was D's and C's. But you never really applied yourself. Yeah, that's not an indication not an of indication. anything. Only indicator is God. Yeah. But you're not, you, even as adults, these people are working in the past the things that people told them. People told me I was smart. It still, it worked the same way. Yeah. I was dumb enough to believe them. <laughs> they put me in gifted and talented. I was dumb enough to believe them. Yeah. So what did I do? I walked around like I was the cock of the walk. I walked around like, like I was King Rooster. No. I didn't depend on God like I should. I I went into tests and I just was like, I got a good brain. I at least can context clues my way out of this. And continued through a whole school career of mediocrity. (laughs) Why? Because I never really understood that what was working in me was producing all this mediocrity. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. (sighs) What do you bear? What do you produce? What do you yield? James 3 and 12 says, Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives? Or can a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. Ask yourself, what do you bear? What do you care? What are you bringing to the table? Right. Ask yourself, what are you producing? What are you putting out to the world? Ask yourself, what are you yielding? What is coming from you? What do you leave behind? Mm. Everywhere we go, what are we leaving behind? I'm tired. I was tired of leaving mediocrity. 
I was tired of leaving everywhere, either quitting or getting fired. Yeah. Q or F. <laughs> Never left nowhere. Now, th- this last job I resigned from, that's the first time I left on my terms. <laughs> you had to Google. I had to what, even Google what the how process to- <laughs> <laughs> I had to Google how to resign, and I'm not lying. You know I, I did. I know you're telling the truth. I had the whole template out, and that was, you know, had to re- resign. All of a sudden, you are in a different phase because you were enlightened, because and I'm you enlightened. you moved on that enlightenment. You you have a different power. Mm-hmm. My boss put my resignation letter back on my desk and said, "You're not going nowhere." I never want knew somebody. Try to give you more money and everything. That's how they do. I never seen somebody want me like that. It almost tricked me. <laughs> God was like, I told you to quit. I told you to resign. And, uh, and there's a difference between resigning yeah, and quitting. It is quitting. a huge difference. Because when you just move in frivolously, misinformed, mm. you're not being guided or led. You just a quitter. Trust me. And here's here's the thing, church folks. I've been the type of person who operated from misinformation and then tried to reverse engineer Jesus on top of it. I didn't think he was going to go there. I've been the person who quit (laughs) something and said, God told me to leave. You're a liar. (laughs) You're a liar. You lie. Or even even name. even people. I feel like we do that with people. God told me to keep my distance. You know, <laughs> just oh, so the person got attitude. Now he told you to keep your distance. Right, right. But we God told me go this better for me. When did you realize that? Before, or after you had a Timberland print on the back of your head. <laughs> Jesus, it's the reality. Yeah, we don't leave situations till situations tell us to leave. <laughs> Here's the thing. Let me tie that up real quick. Who told you to do something? The situation or God? Well, God used situations. No, he uses voice. See, for the people of Israel, it wasn't Pharaoh that told them to go. It was God. Now, Pharaoh ended up saying go because of situations. Trust me, after he saw them frogs and the bloody water and all of that, he was like, just get them out my face now. Right. That's how y'all be. Once the plagues of life hit you, now you ready to leave him. <laughs> you weren't ready to leave him when the, when the rose petals are leading up to the bed, but you hear God say, leave out the door. That's who I want to talk to. That's <laughs> true. Not when you at the triage center getting fixed for a bloody broken nose. Now you want to stay at the house of Ruth. Come to the house of the Lord. <laughs> Come to the house of the Lord. So let's wrap this on up. I want to leave y'all with this. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 through 7. See, I don't want willpower. I want surpassing power. Wow. Verse 7 says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not us. And not us. The surpassing power that I need in my life to surpass the issues that I'm facing and the things that I'm going through. That surpassing power that allows me to forget the past. Yes. That allows me to surpass my inabilities, my insufficiencies, my idiosyncrasies, my my problems, my hangups. What allows me to get rid of all of that is surpassing power. Mm. What allows me to exceed my expectation. <laughs> what allows me to exceed other people's expectations. Or beyond, you know, people talk their dreams, beyond your wildest dreams. <laughs> what allows me to not power my dreams, but have a surpassing power that powers me beyond my dreams. Mm-hmm. It's this thing, sitting in this jar of clay. Mm-hmm. Now, my jar are bigger than a lot of people's, <laughs> but it's still a jar of clay. It's fragile. Matter of fact, some people mishandled it and broke me. God had to patch me back up. But one thing about it, one thing about it, what's working in me is something nobody can break. No man can break. And people are ready to tell you how somebody broke their heart. 
That jar, Clay, nobody told you let him hold it. <laughs> One thing can't nobody break is when you allow God's surpassing power to dwell in you. Now stop. That's my goal for 2018. I told you we coming with a different perspective this year. We coming with a different outlook this year. I'm coming at you next for change. That's our prayer. That's our hope. Episode 48. We out.